I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. The full lineup is here today. We got Sound Guy Tom. Check one, two. Check one, two. Producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And the doctor is in the house. Aloha. So I uh, just want to check in, make sure everybody's doing well. I think at this point right now, it's going to be more of a, hey, guys, look, we're actually all in person when we're as uh, podcasting as opposed to now. I don't know how many this is in a row that we've done uh, virtual. Uh, but this is starting to become the new normal, I think, for us for for the time being. It is the new normal. Yes, indeed. Think of all the new words that go to the new nor- new normal. I hate that. The new normal. Yeah, the new yeah. norm. The liquid situation. Indefinite. Yes, it's fluid. Fluid situation. Oh, this is a. Li- I've been enjoying a liquid situation for the last hour. Yeah. So I'm ready to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. And you know, it's American Craft Beer Week. I, I know that's special, but really, I would say in our world, every week is American Craft Beer Week. <laughs> that's true. Cheers. <laughs> true. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. True. Cheers. It's like it's like when you were a kid and and it was Mother's Day and then Father's Day and you'd say, "How come there wasn't a Kids Day?" And then because because every day's Kids Day. That's pretty much how it is with us. Every day's Craft Beer Day uh-huh. <laughs> in North County, San Diego. Yeah, that's well. right. And like Talent says, we're still sheltering with beer in place podcasting from our own homes but we've added zoom a couple weeks ago we added zoom so that is a lot better to be able to see you guys nice to see everybody i agree uh listeners thank you for continuing to tune in and listen during these strange times and for sharing our podcast with your beer drinking friends we've added quite a few listeners and followers as well on twitter and instagram over the last few weeks uh, last podcast recording i said i'd shout out the new followers up to 500 and we Got to 498 during the podcast with Baroness Beer, Jeb, Masta, Andrea, and Boot Hill Brewing, which I did confirm was is not a Russian bot. And shortly after we finished recording, we added PNW Beer Geek 10 and Hungarian Beer Influencer to get us to 500 even at the end of that night. And today on Instagram, we have 711 followers. How about that? Holy cow. That's amazing. Wow. That is impressive. I, I think. I think Jeff needs to get a bonus for uh, yeah, all that's the social impressive. media work. That's impressive. Yeah. I wasn't going to tell the other guys, Tom, but Joe and I worked this out some time ago. I get paid twice as much. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you have another zero behind it? Yes. That's, yeah. that's or no, in wait, the rider. Front, actually, it's in front of it. As yeah. long as there's a zero in that multiplication, I'm getting. that's what I'm getting paid. <laughs> well, we with your Instagram launched... work, we're going three times, buddy. Three times. Oh, okay. Oh, else. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We also he just gave you a raise. You just wow. got a raise. Congratulations. Wow. That just happened. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Just happened. Folks on the air. Jeff just got a raise. And you know what? Joe, as my agent, has always worked into my writer that I always get paid twice of what you get paid. So <laughs> I like it. That, More raises uh, for Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. That does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I have a good agent. Also, we launched our website this week. I like beer, the podcast.com. And check out the photo gallery of some of our trips to breweries back when it was a thing. So thanks to our intern, Haley, for getting that going for us. If you guys checked it out yet, just launched it. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Good job, Haley. 
Yeah. Great job. I, look like, I like going back through the the pictures. It made it you know some great times that we've had at some of the places. You kind of forget sometimes, and then some of the great pictures. I, I was saying that picture of us at Firestone Walker, all in the orange vests. <laughs> I think you posted that today on Twitter. Well, that, that was a lot of fun, and and it was really cool. We got to reconnect with Zach here, uh, you know, a week ago, and hopefully we'll get to go up and check him out in person. But that's kind of cool. And and then I like the fact that like you you can actually just click on the picture and it'll take you to the episode from that link. That's that's a great feature. You guys yeah, did a wow. good job. Inside tech. Yeah. Yeah, it looks tough. good. Works well so far. So, so go check it out. I like beerthepodcast.com. Yeah. And speaking of that, uh, you know, visits, we've also had some real amazing virtual visits. Uh, uh, we just re-released a very special episode, Old Mexico, to celebrate Cinco de Mayo. And then uh, thanks again to Zach at Firestone Walker and Thomas and Kelby at Helia Brewing uh, for joining us recently. And we have a, a couple more special guests lined up. Beginning today, a little later today. A guest today. Fantastic. A guest today. Surprise, guys. Guest today. Surprise. So keep listening. Keep downloading, sharing. Give us five stars when we've earned it. Leave a comment. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Check out our website. We're at I Like Beer the Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at I Like Beer the Po one and I Like Beer the Ta one. And you can also find us on Untapped. And again, we're always looking for new friends. And I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I've been waiting for this one for, I don't even know, it feels like years. Uh, I know he, I think he follows all you guys and he just never asked me to be his friend. So I don't know what changed in the last week or two, but Rick Schwartz, uh, thanks oh, for being my okay. friend. Yeah. Cheers. Here's to you. Yeah. yeah. It was 20 bucks, Jeff. That's what got it done. Was it 20 bucks? Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't you, that bad. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Okay. You're intimidating. It's one thing to be friend with a bunch of chumps, but to, to bring the talent on board. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I'll toast you, Rick. I try and toast. I try and toast all my friends. I try and toast you. So, <laughs> I picked up some new friends at the uh, virtual beer fest last weekend. Yeah. Mr. Ev Dog and Eric Monkey and Phil, who was from Bend, Oregon, but's now back in San Diego. So, and John Shayton. So, picked up some new friends there. And Lars, who's a curious fellow, had a lot of questions during the brew fest. So, we got picked all of them up. So that was good. that was fun. We'll talk more about that yeah. down the down the line here. Because tonight, we're enjoying beers acquired by Tom. Tom did the rounds again. Went out to Mother Earth Brewing Company, North County, San Diego, Vista, California. We're always talking about Vista, California. When times are normal, come visit us in Vista. Tom, tell us about what we're going to be drinking today. Well, we're looking forward to this one. We have three special lined up here. The first one is a lager called Tierra Madre. Uh, The second one is House Show. It's a special run. And then the last one I think we've all been waiting for is their 10th anniversary ale. It's a triple IPA called Big Mother. <laughs> Big Mama. And to uh, to kind of set those all off, we actually had a really nice visit with Cameron from Mother Earth the other day. And he uh, talked to us a little bit about these beers. So let's take a listen. And we are speaking with Cameron Kanak Giovanni, partner, director of marketing, Mother Earth Brewing Company, Vista, California, North County, San Diego. Welcome to the show, Cameron. Thank you for having me, guys. We're excited to have you here. We were lucky enough to sit down with your wife, Joelle, on a rainy November last year on the podcast from hell. Power went out. <laughs> Joe uh, spilled beer all over our host and the equipment, and somehow Tom <laughs> fixed it all up. But it's a fantastic episode where she told us the Mother Earth origin story, including the backstory of one of our absolute favorite beers, Kelly Creeman. So... Check out that episode, listeners. Mother Earth Brewing, as North County, especially Vistons, know, 
has been the absolute heart of the Vista beer scene. And they were also the shot in the arm to begin a rejuvenation of downtown Vista. So as a longtime Vistan, let me thank you and the Mother Earth family for what you guys have done for Vista. No, no worries. Thanks. It's, it's the least we could do. Yeah, you definitely have been the heart of the community there. I would say I 100% agree. One of my top breweries in all of San Diego, but definitely in Vista. Um, I want to say welcome to the podcast, Cameron, and congratulations on your 10-year anniversary uh, for Mother Earth. Thank you, guys. It's it's kind of a weird time to be celebrating it, but you know we'll take what we can, and we're just thankful that we've made it this far. Uh, there's there's been a lot of changes, and the beer industry as a whole, certainly in San Diego and, and North County, um, you know, the the ripple is uh, tends to have a pretty large diameter. Uh, I'm sorry, radius <laughs> uh, when when anything changes. So we we feel it all the time, and we pride ourselves that we've been uh, able to sort of weather the storm along the way. Okay. Can you talk to us a little bit about right now, you know, uh, what's going on with Mother Earth right now? Yeah, things are pretty interesting right now, um, mainly because, in you know, in the midst of all this stuff, this was supposed to be uh, a really big year for us, not only uh, because it's our 10-year anniversary, but we had a number of products scheduled to launch. Uh, some of them were around the anniversary, some were not. And it was just, we were kind of gearing up for all these changes, um, even some stuff, uh, you know, outside of beer <clears throat> that I'm not at liberty to talk about yet, but everything came to kind of a screeching halt, uh, you know, two months ago or, or six weeks ago. So right now we're in kind of a holding pattern, like a lot of people are, you know, most of our sales are coming from off-prem. So, you know, grocery, liquor, uh, with all the restaurants being closed, I know, you know, everyone's, everyone's feeling the hurt of the, uh, closure of on-prem businesses. But, you know, it's kind of nice to be back in the original Thibodeau Brewery, which I'm sure you guys visited back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's kind of refreshing to be back there. You know, certainly we're, we're sad that we lost the tap house. That was, like you said, it was a major part of, uh, that we had kind of woven ourselves into, the fabric of Vista, um, definitely downtown Vista, but you know, say la vie, things happen and you just have to adapt and overcome. Same as we're doing with COVID, same as we've done many times before, you know, it's for craft beer. Co I think what a lot of people don't understand is that COVID-19 is just another in a series of, you know, massive changes that have sort of like rocked the craft world. So we're going to do what we always do and that's adapt. Very good. So right now, speaking of COVID and that kind of stuff, how can people get mother earth beer right now in terms of from you guys and, and then uh, people are looking to restock their beer fridges and get their shelter in place needs uh, taken care of. Yes. So <laughs> upon the closure of the tap house, we relocated all the beer sales, all the to go sales to the Thibodeau brewery. And for listeners who are, uh, you know, maybe newer fans that don't know where that is, it's just a few miles from the Tap House. Uh, it's active on Google and Apple Maps now, so you can nav there. Uh, but anyhow, we've got to-go beer there Tuesday through Sunday, 9 to 6. Uh, we're also doing beer shipping now online. Um, so you can use the same website that you order beer on to ship for uh, local pickup and delivery. So it's all happening in the same place. Or you can just walk in, simple as that. So North County residents of the 78 corridor-ish can take advantage of local delivery. And then obviously we have curbside pickup available as well. Tap House is totally closed. So there's nothing going on there. It's a shell now. 
that was just like a blitzkrieg mass exodus. I mean, we just, yeah. I mean, we just cut the arm off there. And then unfortunately, I know this is a North County centric uh, episode, but our Idaho facility is closed temporarily for, to the public. Okay. So <clears throat> we're cranking out a lot of beer there still. They're doing um, most of the production right now. So we're leaning on them heavily. Uh, but unfortunately, people can't walk in and buy beer there, which irritates you know, a lot of people <laughs> yeah. uh, from Idaho. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> yeah. I know how we would feel if we couldn't get our Cali cream in. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Among others. Yes. Back in my hophead days when all I drink is a IPA, uh, Mother Earth was the reason why I tried other beers because I knew if they were brewing something different, it would be good. So we got Joelle to answer this question when we stopped by and interviewed her. So, I, But I want to ask you, what's your favorite Mother Earth brew? Wow, that's a really hard question. Um, <laughs> it wasn't for her. She had two, two answers. <laughs> boom, boom. I'm going to guess hers are Cali Creamin and Pinup. Yes. That yep. was exactly it. Yeah, hey, I had a feeling. And she did promise that Pinup would be back in the rotation. <laughs> pinup will be back in the rotation at some point. It may not be the original Pinup because... That's all I wanted out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wanted, you wanted a commitment. Tom, mark that. Yeah, it may not be the OG Pinup, but it'll be some some variation. Okay, very cool. Now, have you had Timber Giant? Speaking of hoppy pails, have you had Timber Giant? Yes, I have. Yeah, and it was excellent, but it wasn't pinup. It's not pinup. It's it's a different. You know, it's it's sort of that new, uh, newer style hoppy SoCal pale, which is basically an IPA. And but it was actually brewed in Idaho for the Tree Fort Music Fest up there, which is like basically the Coachella of Idaho. And then we had a, a surplus of it that we uh, produced for. Uh, SoCal, and it, it was so wildly popular, it may end up full-time one day. We'll see. Very cool. oh, good. Yeah, I picked up a growler of that back in, uh, I'm thinking it was January or February. And then along the lines of my favorite beer, I'm going to have to say uh, Hop Diggity is up there, especially if it's a really fresh batch. In fact, recently I started making a beer cocktail with Hop Diggity, and it is fantastic. <laughs> um, to tell. It's it's really good. I'll have to send you guys that recipe. Um, and then uh, my second is probably, I know this is going to sound really standard, but I got to go with Buku. It's just such a sessionable IPA. <clears throat> I've had so many endless summer nights, you know, standing out by the grill, watching the smoker go and, and just hanging out, drinking a Buku. So there's a certain nostalgia there and association. You ever think we'll see the old Nucker back? Used to come out at the holidays? No. No, no old no. Nucker. I can give up on that. I'm not giving up on pinup, though. <laughs> I'll give up on old Nucker if I have to. Put that one to bed. Yeah. Okay. Actually, the one I was, I'm excited. I'm hoping it's going to come because I know we had the, obviously, Creamsicle is, is you get that in cans and stuff. Really like that version. I did the, you guys had the peach and then the pumpkin versions with, with uh, Cali Creamin. And then I think when in our interview there, we were talking about it was uh, you guys were going to be doing uh, this spring a uh, maybe some strawberry, like a Cali Creamin with strawberry. It was actually a <clears throat> it was actually a cherry Cali. Well, we had okay. to cancel it because of uh, the COVID closures. So it was scheduled to be a draft only release. And then right. so that all went out the window. Right. Yeah, okay. unfortunately. Makes sense. All right. Well, something to look forward to. Yeah. I, but, but I would say that uh, you can count on 
additional Cali flavor variants at some point in the future. Good. That'll make, make a lot of people happy. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so back to that cocktail. Do you, you want to know what's in that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Yes. Okay, so I, I, full disclosure, this is not my – this is a rendition of a beer that I had down at Craft & Commerce in Little Italy. They had an IPA cocktail on uh, the menu. My brother-in-law modified it a little bit for his taste, and then I recently did the same uh, because I didn't have all the ingredients, but I think I have perfected it. So <laughs> it is – <laughs> it is uh, two parts bourbon or rye. I like rye whiskey uh, better, especially in this cocktail, because it just adds like a, a, a bite that's further supported by a beer like an IPA or something like that. <clears throat> I typically drink, uh, if I can't get something local, you know, bullet rye is, is a solid choice. And then uh, one part lemon juice, uh, one part Aperol, and then shake with ice. Pour into a pint glass or a highball with ice, and then top up with hot diggity. So it's it, you know when you're done, you're gonna be, it's gonna be about you know maybe anywhere between thirty and fifty percent beer, depending on how you like it, and then the rest uh, liquor. All right, all right, I'm game. It, it's a mean one. It's nice. it's pretty good. It's a Friday. <laughs> it's, it's a get home from work on Friday and get it started. Some something new to try. It's something good. I'm excited to have something new to try right now. <laughs> Something to look forward to. <laughs> Anything different is good. It's a beautiful color too, because the Aperol. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. Hey, Cameron, Tom stopped by and picked up a couple of your new releases. W- what did you get, Tom? Yeah, I actually uh, was browsing you guys' website after the sad news about Vista, just trying to figure out what was going on over there, and I uh, came across uh, the announcement of House Show. So I had, to, I figured I had to swing by since it was only a couple minutes from my my work office. And then while I was there, uh, I saw the Tierra Madre lager, and I figured, well, Cinco de Mayo is coming up, and Talent's a huge fan of lagers, so I grabbed a bunch for the guys of that as well. Very cool. So what can you share about those two for us? So we'll start with House Show. Um, House Show is a, uh, well, it's not just a limited release. It's really a one-off release, uh, you know, unless it's so wildly popular that we have to do something with it. but. That was also brewed for Treefort Music Festival. So you're going to kind of notice a, a similarity in the artwork theme and, and uh, look and feel to the Timber Giant beer. That was designed by the folks at Treefort. And that beer was slated to release in conjunction with the Treefort Music Fest, uh, which was scheduled at the end of March. Obviously, that was canceled. So we sent it. Yeah, it was supposed to be an exclusive beer for the fest. You know, here we are sitting here with this fresh beer and nowhere to put it. So we ended up canning it and just distributing it locally in Idaho and then also in SoCal. Uh, now, our distributor, Stone, uh, did not get any, any of that one. So it's just available out of our Thibodeau. What do you call it now? A, a to-go station? I don't know. <laughs> Retail store? Yeah. Beer heaven. Beer heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Sanctuary, beer sanctuary. Yes, yeah, beer sanctuary. There you go. So uh, that's the story with that one. It's got, um, gosh, it's got El Dorado, Mosaic, Simcoe, Amarillo. Keep me honest here. Is Idaho 7 in it too? Amarillo, El Dorado, Cashmere, Simcoe, and Mosaic. Yep. So it's a really, it's super smooth. It's only 25 IBUs. It drinks 
it's like a hazy meets a West Coast because you know it's unfiltered technically, but there's no haze to it. It's so it, it it's really clean, but it's got that lower IBU uh, finish, just like a hazy would have. So it's just it's a perfect beer for people that like hazies without the you know the the gut rot. And then Tierra Madre uh, is actually that's a beer that we're going full bore with uh, year round. So we actually just found out that it's, it's in a pretty major, it's in all, all of the uh, stores of a major retail chain here. I don't want to overstep my bounds and specifically call them out, but you know, you'll see it wherever you get your groceries. That's the hope. Um, And yeah, it's a, it's a four and a half percent, technically a Mexican lager, but you know, based on the yeast strain we use, but we elected to just call it a lager on the can because we didn't want to pigeonhole it at all. But, it is so good. I mean, it is, it is super clean. This drink's really nice. Reminds me a lot of a Pacifico, actually. So it doesn't have quite that skunky bite that like a Corona would have. But the funny thing is, when we first started uh, producing, we had some pilot batches come out. And Joelle, my wife, I brought an unmarked can home. And we had been talking about how, look, Chris Baker, our director of brewery uh, operations, goes, look, here's the deal with this beer. We don't want it to taste like uh, like Uber Craft. We actually want it to taste like run-of-the-mill grocery store Mexican lager, you know, because that's the kind of beer that he wanted to make. And we actually thought, well, this is going to be challenging because I don't know if anyone, you know, on the Mother Earth team or in our family is going to have the restraint to just kind of be like, oh, yeah, whatever, right. you know, tastes like Mexican beer. They're going to overanalyze it to the nth degree. Do average. So Joelle tastes it, and she goes, I go, isn't that good? And she goes, I don't know if I like it. I said, why? And she goes, it, I don't know. It just tastes like Corona. And I'm like, we nailed it. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's funny. That's perfect. So, uh, yeah, it was perfect. So then, then obviously, you know, she, but it, it took all of us collectively a while to admit that, hey, this is in our portfolio. Like we, we have a fizzy yellow beer uh in our portfolio so <laughs> hey there's a time and a place for fizzy yellow beers there's nothing wrong with them especially 100 i yeah, agree with you so and, and whether it's called a mexican lager or not those are some of my favorite beers so i'm very excited about it i'm right there with you you know i know we touched on a few things but plans for the future what are some of the plans for the future the near future uh for mother earth gosh right now we're really just focused on uh, some projects that we weren't able to tackle, you know, when we were in full-fledged production mode. Um, some of those things, you know, it's a lot of it's boring, you know, right. marketing, back-end marketing stuff. We just redesigned our website and, you know, some housekeeping stuff. Uh, and then <clears throat> the focus on the cans is huge. Big Mother uh, comes out this week. So got to give a big shout out to our 10th anniversary triple IPA. I saw that. That's available on Thursday, but it's up on the website now for pre-orders. And then we've got, obviously, a series of our Four Seasons beers that are coming out throughout the year. And then who knows, you know, possibly other stuff in cans. Uh, That's where people are buying beer now. So we got to focus our energy there. Perhaps more locally, I should touch on the situation with the Tap House and where we're going to end up. Because I know a lot of people are looking for answers. And the, the... Short and sweet of it is we have no idea. We're not trying to be cryptic. We just have no idea. We're sitting on our hands waiting for the right opportunity to pop up. We're not in a rush. You know, obviously there's no sense in, 
you know, entering into an agreement with a, a new landlord if no one can come patronize the place. So correct. Yeah. So we're, we're waiting for the right thing to come along, but it'll happen. It's going to happen. All right. And then what about 10 year anniversary party delayed? Will we have a, <laughs> we're all back a 10 year anniversary party as well. So I honestly don't know what's going to happen with that. I would like to say that it's postponed and that we'll do something in the fall. It's really dependent on what happens with the, uh, you know, the on-prem world. Right. Truth be told, I don't know if I have it in me to go a whole nother round. I mean, I was planning that thing since November. Right. And then, you know, to have it all go, you know, down the toilet was just so disheartening. I mean, just so much work, just flush it all away. Maybe just 11th, 11th year anniversary. We just we might have to go straight to 11. <laughs> just sandwich it together. Yeah. 11z. Yeah, 11z. A little asterisk. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is um, I was reflecting on this about a month ago. I was in total sulk mode about the uh, fate of the anniversary party and all these closures. And I just thought, man, we got totally ripped off. Uh, from our chance to celebrate a major, major milestone. Then I, I started thinking about it more. And I thought, you know what? Really what I should be more proud of is if we make it out of the other end of the barrel from COVID, that is singularly far more significant because it speaks to, you know, that sort of the health of our business um, and I should really be proud of the fact that uh, if we, you know, survive this whole thing, because there's a lot of people that won't, um, right. and it's going to be tragic. Yeah, that's really what I should be focused on and be proud of. That's not really sexy or exciting to celebrate. It's more of, you know, an internal celebration. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've been trying to focus on that and not, you know, lament the past. Yeah, well, that's kind of the new reality I think for everybody and whatever they're doing is is it kind of put things in perspective. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that fits a lot of what Joel told us about Mother Earth. The, the whole crew feels like family. And I think that's the, the family approach to it is let's take care of each other and, and what we have here first. And we'll figure out the rest down the road. Yep. The rest will figure itself out. Yep, that's right. And speaking of down the road, we are very much looking forward to coming out when it, when we get the all clear and meeting with you in person as we had planned to do this summer. We still want to come out and and check you out at out the Thibodeau uh, location and have beers in person with you. Well, we could uh, we could all hold six foot poles and wear masks and stand <laughs> around the crowd. They could do that too. <laughs> you can only expose your mouth long enough to take a sip of your beer, though. That's, and you got to put it back, right? <laughs> hey, thanks for chatting with us, Cameron of Mother Earth Brewing. Uh, always a pleasure. We love what you guys do. And we will be back out to the new location. And I'm sure we'll be getting some deliveries and pickups shortly as well. So best of luck. We look forward to seeing you in person soon. Keep doing what you're doing and give our best to the Mother Earth Brewing family. Hey, thanks a lot, you guys. Really appreciate you having me on. Keep my info close. Right on. Thank you. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Cameron, for calling in and chatting with us. Uh, Let's taste these beers. Sounds good. And yeah, thanks, Cameron. And we're really looking forward to uh, getting together with you once we're back uh, and able to visit Mother Earth again in person. So uh, we're going to start off with the uh, Tierra Madre, the Mexican lager that they came up with. And uh, let's see what you guys think. Cheers. Cheers. Or salud. Cheers. Salud, Cheers. I guess we should be saying. Oh, salud. 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 
I like it. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I think the way he explained it or described it was that, you know, they were kind of looking for just like a, a, a very, I think they hit, uh, it's not a Corona level. It's, it's, uh, in terms of, I'm, I got like, that's, he was, I think they were kind of shooting for that, but like a Pacific or that kind of thing. It's, it's just a clean drinking Mexican lager. And I, and again, I think for me, like when he, he talked about the Pacifico part of it, uh, that kind of really hit home to me because I think that's my, my ideal, like I said, is a Pacifico on a Baja beach is, is what mm-hmm. I look for in a Mexican lager. And I, I can yeah. totally see myself drinking that on a, on a beach somewhere and, and, uh, and really enjoying it. It's similar to Pacifico, I would say. Yeah. yeah. They call it the supermarket beer. I'm, I'm going to let Talent and Todd and, and Dr. Todd take the lead on talking about the, the Mexican lager. It's, it's, it's a Mexican lager, all right? So I'll back off. <laughs> right. And I, I know that's not in your wheelhouse. It's, it, you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, I know what you like in it, and, but I, I think they did a really nice job with this one. It's, it's clean drinking. It's, you know, 4.5 APV. So you can drink a lot of them, you know, and you figure like, on a, again, like I'm going to say, if you're, it's a hot day and uh, you're, you're sitting on a beach or you just finished uh, mowing the lawn or whatever else is it, this would be, this is a fantastic refreshing beer. Yeah. Yeah. Big plate of enchiladas. I'm a fan. Yeah. Some street tacos. I'm getting hungry. I was just going to say I'm getting hungry too. <laughs> <laughs> well, since everyone has Tierra Madre in hand, time for toast, roast, and pour one out. Thank you, Maestro. Todd, you have a toast for us today? Oh, I sure do. So we've chatted uh, in the past about how, you know, national parks, no one's going. So, you know, the bears and the coyotes are taking over, but no one would really think, hey, how about the ocean? But it's kind of the same things happening in the ocean. They're finding different places in the world. There's less pollution. There's water's clear and less boats and noise in the water and, and marine life's coming back. Not just like fish, not just a few species, but like big quantities, big groups of like uh, fish, rays, dolphins, sharks even. So uh, in the news, like Dubai recently has had a bunch of spotted eagle rays and dolphins in, you know, close to the, close to the land where they've never, never really seen them. So, so the marine life is even enjoying a, a, a break from all the people and boats. And so there you go. So I'm toasting the ocean for coming back for hanging in there nature finds a way so what you're saying is that we're we're the problem <laughs> no no <laughs> okay that's what that's what i heard i'm just well, like what? I, 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 think, I think really they miss us so they're oh, they're, I know. They're, oh they're looking yeah, for us, us. Say, hey where, where did you guys go yeah, yeah that's a good point yeah. okay so yeah. but let's be honest do we need more sharks i'm just gonna throw that out there <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the one thing I haven't seen this year is a bull shark, and I don't need to see a bull shark, and so I don't need more bull sharks. No, we don't need we don't need to see the bull shark. Yes, we don't. That's right. But we have an agreement. We'll stay out of the ocean. They can have the ocean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say when Brian Ketterer was on the show, he told us sharks are a sign of a, a healthy ecosystem. Correct. So I'm all for the shark. Just the bull shark. Stay out of the bathtub. <laughs> My daughter and I have been surfing and paddleboarding a lot. She's saying, okay, that's what I'm going to do with my free time is go in the ocean. So, But the water here right now is really brown because we've got this red tide thing going on. 
And so every time she falls off, she's like just freaking out, trying to climb back on her board as soon as she can. Because when the water, she can't see anything. It's like, oh my gosh, sharks. Yeah. So anyway, she's freaked out about the sharks and the brown water. <laughs> it does stink smell, a little probably. too. I, I'm, I'm usually freaked out about brown water. I've always been told brown water is not good. So brown yeah. water, yeah. like anywhere, like bathtub. You name it, river, well, lake. Those sharks could be lurking just like two feet under. You wouldn't yeah, see them. You wouldn't see it. No, I know. Right Plus the smell right now. I mean, some of those days, man, the smell carries so far. It's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. a little rough right now, but oh well. I have a toast, too, for Andy Circus. Uh, he's been raising money for frontline workers by doing a 12-hour reading of The Hobbit that you can go to his GoFundMe page and, and listen to him read The Hobbit to you. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Patrick Stewart's been reading a Shakespearean sonnet every day, and I think that's kind of cool. But Circus took it up a level and said, I'm going to read the whole Hobbit. You want Smeagol to read you the Hobbit? There you go. <laughs> that's that's awesome. cool. I have a quick toast. It was uh, Tony Gwynn's 60th birthday this past weekend. And I know uh, some of us till, uh, put a few back of uh, 394s to celebrate him. And Dale Smith even had a pretty cool event. Yes, yes. they did. They did a big, to- uh, big toast. and, and uh, the virtual toast to, to Tony Gwen. That was very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers to Tony. So, yeah, here's the Tony. Cheers to Mr. Padre. Cheers, Tony. Well, there's the good news. Ready for roast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna keep this, we're gonna keep this under half an hour, okay? <laughs> there's a lot of things there to roast go. out there. It's definitely much easier to find bad things than it is good things right now. So all right, I'll start off with this one. So I I've you know, I was looking around just trying to find something, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to find bad stuff, but to try and find something that maybe you can find a little humor and that's a little tougher right now. Uh, but I saw this story and I was like, holy cow, I got to share this with everybody. So recently, you know, obviously we, we just talked about sharks and animals taking over and everything else. But another thing that cities are seeing is that with less drivers on the road, uh, they're starting to see kind of uh, issues with people street racing and stunt racing and that kind of stuff, because there's just, you know, people are... Yeah being idiots you know what i mean that kind of a thing so recently in ontario a ontario canada not california but ontario canada an officer there pulled over a 19 year old and he basically i'll I'll lead you into it i'll let you guys guess but he said uh, florida this uh he pulled pulled him over for speeding it was not florida (laughs) pulled him over for speeding and he said this is the fastest speed i've ever heard of so just in a ballpark guess how fast do you think this kid, this 19-year-old, was driving uh, on a on a freeway, on a highway there? They call it highway in Canada. Ballpark at one. Do we, do we get to know what he was driving? Uh, well, I will tell you this. It was a Mercedes. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So it was a high high performance uh, okay. vehicle. Um, I'm going to disqualify myself because I saw the. Oh, you saw, saw the same one. All right. Just, just give me like, like in your mind, like if you would go like this, this is a police officer saying this is the fastest I've ever seen anyone drive on a res, like a, like a regular sure. road. What, what, just oh, throw geez. a number out. 140. 140. Well, it was kilometers. That's that's what I would think. I was going to go 180. Yeah, but even that, but 140 miles an hour. Think about how fast that is. This kid, 19 years old, 230. No, he was driving 100 and was it 190? Yeah, 190 miles an hour. That's crazy. Think about that. He's driving 100 miles, 190 miles an hour. Uh, they had first. I was looking at kilometers. And I was trying to do my calculation real quick. Yeah. I'm a big metric guy. Um, but yeah, 190 <laughs> miles an hour. Um, and uh, and so basically, he was doing at that point triple the speed limit of that the road he was on, which is just insane when you think about it. And it, just insane. that part. Of, but here's X. the other part to me that was kind of funny, and I think in some ways you got to also roast the uh, the the province that he lives in is that he was charged with street racing and criminal dangerous driving, which obviously that's probably the least he should have been. But his penalty was that his license was suspended for seven days, 
And his, it was his dad's car. He was driving his dad's car. Uh, and his dad's car was impounded for seven days. So drive 190 miles an hour and you lose your license for seven, seven days. days. And uh, your dad loses the car. That seemed a little light. Uh, but I guess that's, yeah. But I guess that is the uh, penalty that's for that the type of violation. Well, they run so, a tough gig up there. Uh, I'm just going to talk to all you. Uh, less people on the roads does not mean you need to be driving 190 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, let's, let's, let's be a little smarter with that. I'm driving slower, but I'm using more lanes. That's smart. See, that's that good. Smart. That's that's like the the other one I was going to talk about too, and I think, but I think it was kind of old news. But that's like the five year old out of uh, Arizona or wherever it was that, that was driving to California to buy the Lamborghini. Yeah. yeah, he was driving thirty miles an hour, swerving across the lanes, and and the the police officer that pulled him over initially said, "He goes, yeah, I thought it was like a you know a distracted driver or something like that." And he pulls him over. It's a five year old. He was trying to go buy a Lambo, um, and he took he took the parent he took the mom he got upset because basically he told his parents hey I want to buy a Lamborghini they said no we're not buying you a Lamborghini so he got upset and he he had three bucks he puts the three bucks in his pocket he goes out he takes the parents uh, I think it was like a, a caravan or something like that and he takes off to drive to California to buy a Lamborghini and that was his thing and they I like uh, this they, uh, they, they made it out of the driveway I, I yeah. agree I think that's it's probably good. the most impressive and, and then the cops were really cool they pulled him over obviously nothing ha- happened they were like holy cow but I think just the fact that this kid thinks I'm going I'm gonna roll into California three bucks I'm gonna buy a Lamborghini so his parents must have taught him how to drive what the hell how do you get up yeah something like that but and then the cool part I mean I guess the the end part of it was is there was uh, a guy read about it somewhere around there who had a Lamborghini so he uh, actually took the kid for a ride or nice. in a Lamborghini. So oh, the kid okay. got a chance to ride in this Lamborghini. So oh, I guess the, the moral on that story, kids, is if you yeah. want a Lamborghini or ride in a Lamborghini, steal your parents' car. It works um, out. And go drive it around for a little bit. It works out. That's what I got out of yeah. that one. Friend of the show, Paul, the shower beer guy, uh, he was visiting a, a few weeks ago and his father lives in town and he said he was driving around with him and he couldn't believe how slow his, his dad was driving and his dad was complaining about everybody racing through the residential areas and he was just going nuts because his dad was driving so slow and his dad said, I'm driving the speed limit. And he had it set for kilometers. So he had to teach him how to set his ah. car speedometer down. <laughs> how awesome. long has it been set? Six months. For six months, he's been complaining about people <laughs> racing around the streets. <laughs> that is so funny. I think I've been behind that guy a few times. Yeah. I've got a car-related roast as well. All right. Elon Musk threatening to move a Tesla to Texas because he's frustrated with California moving too slowly to open things up. So he's going to leave, you get this, he's going to leave Palo Alto, California. Right. To go to Texas to make electric cars. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Go from the place where people buy electric cars to the place where people probably burn electric cars. Not only that, you're going to move your, you're going to move your, your, employees have grown accustomed to a certain style of living and tell them you yeah. now live in Texas. And I just want to see the look on all the truck drivers. Cause I, last summer I was in Texas for a couple of weeks. I didn't see a whole lot of electric cars. I did see a lot of giant pickup yeah. trucks no. of people I thought would sneer at electric cars though. Yeah. <laughs> Probably run them over. <laughs> so I say, go ahead. Good luck. Have fun. Hey, they're going to make their electric truck there. We'll see you back here in a year. <laughs> things will be wide open so it'll be good yep all right moving on to pours so again i i gotta pour one out i know i know you guys may have seen this one but uh sad times in mexico uh right now because they're uh they're running out of beer and so uh you know beer was production in mexico was halted about a month ago as because it was declared get this non-essential a non-essential activity so they they actually shut down beer production 
They are currently actually only producing beer for export so that we can get our Corona, um, but they're not brewing anything for people in Mexico. So they had a stockpile. Obviously, that has dwindled, and that created panic buying and long lines outside stores. So for us, we're trying to hoard uh, toilet paper. They were hoarding beer. And so what happens is once that's all gone, what does that do? Uh, it leads to a black market, a, a robust sure. is the word I saw, sure. a robust black market. Uh, and now people are demanding kind of kind of twice to even three times the, that pre-COVID price in terms of what they're trying to charge people for beer in Mexico. So I thought it was kind of funny. There's an organization there called Anpec down there that represents small businesses. And they have been lobbying for breweries to be declared uh, essential activity. Um, and their argument is that this will help people co cope with the coronavirus <laughs> right. lockdown, yeah. which I guess we would all be right. people. Yeah, that, I think it makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, if they need anecdotal evidence. Totally agree. Yeah, we're advocates. Yeah. Yeah. They should listen to this right. podcast. And But it was funny, the quote, here was the quote, and I thought this was great. The quote said, states of anxiety, desperation, and fears that could end in episodes of irascibility and intolerance were inevitable during quarantine, the organization argued, adding, the consumption of beer at home operates as a relaxant, which helps with enduring a difficult trial. Oh. I think we can all, all agree with that. All true. Oh. All true. Whether, whether it's Thanksgiving with the family or job interview, exactly. whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, whatever it is, Monday. I mean, yeah. 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 So they say what different states and, and countries are deciding as non essential or essential is really intriguing to me. Yeah. I had no idea oh, that agree. tattoo parlors and bowling alleys were such an essential part to Georgian culture. But, and then in California, the deemed essential this week were bookstores. I love books, but essential yeah. bookstores and, and retail clothing stores. Right. That's our important. <laughs> it tells you a little bit about the culture of the state, doesn't it? It, yeah. does. it does. But anyways, I, I thought that was really funny. And they had a little a story just to finish up. This one is uh, about a, a gentleman, his name, the name they get was Johnny. And he uh, he's in Reynosa, Mexico. And he says, you know, he, he went to three stores, couldn't find any beer anywhere. He went to the black market. They were asking triple the normal price. So he said, forget that. So he drove across the border and bought his six pack of Corona in Texas. So that gave me an idea. Guys, okay. uh, we could okay. load up. We could load up our, you know, vehicles with a lot of beer, drive it across the border, and probably make some good change. And we're kind of reversing the trend. They've been bringing contraband here to the United States for a long time. This could be a chance for us to to maybe turn it around, right? Uh, and bring some contraband back. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys are thinking on that, but supply and demand. Yeah, it is supply and demand. And so I thought that was kind of sad. Sad, but I am, like I said, all, it's almost official that. Beer is now done in Mexico. Kenny Chesney's going to have to change a song. He has a song, uh, Have a Beer in Mexico. He's going to have to change it to No Beer in Mexico, I think, is where we're going. Or Bring a Beer Me to Mexico. Yeah, Bring a Beer to Mexico bring might be another one. Yes. So, yeah. We can make a lot of friends down there, actually, too. We could. Doctor makes friends wherever he goes. Muy popular in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What else we have for pours? Well, unfortunately... I'm going to end it on a sad note here. I think, guys, uh, we, we've had a few. I know, I know. Okay. Always bringing it down. <laughs> but uh, this is an honor, a memoriam. Uh, we've had a few passings over the last few weeks. Uh, first one is Little Richard, the musical genius. Uh, second one is Roy Horn of the fabulous Siegfried and Roy. You figure yep. all those years cooped up with the tiger. He survived all that. So toast to him. And last but not least, Mr. Costanza himself, Jerry Stiller. Yeah, it's very sad. That guy's hilarious. A lot of good memories of Seinfeld episodes. 
The guy, the guy was classic. I think in honor of that, we should maybe do some feats of strength later tonight. Maybe break out the Festivus pole. <laughs> and, I got to get uh, it out of the crawl space. I'm going to wear my man's yeah, ear. Get your man's ear. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot nice. of things we could do to honor that man. <laughs> I think so. Oh, my. Serenity now! Serenity now! We should have a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, it, might, it might be a good uh, idea. I, I'm down. You, you know me. I'm down for that. <laughs> so, toast. Raise a glass. All right. Toast to those fine folks. Toast, toast to all of them, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast or Roast. Pour one out. Well, I finished up my Tierra Madre. No complaints. Just not my favorite beer in the whole wide world, but no complaints. It's a, it was an excellent Mexican lager. Uh, what do you got next for us, Tom? Well, we got house show uh like i said before it was a special run it was formerly known as fresh air and these they made it for a festival and unfortunately with the coronavirus the festival didn't happen but the, they had this already in production so they renamed it house show and limited release fortunately we were able to get a, a few of them for ourselves here and dive in Smell that one. Make sure you smell it. Oh, it's, it smells juicy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Holy cow. And you can totally oh, wow. you can smell the hops. In beer terminology, that's dank. That is dank. That would be the dank of the dank. Oh, it does smell delicious. Yeah. I'm intrigued that it has a little lactose in it, too. I'm wondering what that's going to do to the flavor of it. But it has all that. I think it kind of takes off some of the. The hop bitterness. Mm-hmm. Because from the yeah. smell of it, I think it's going to just, everything's just going to fire. All the taste buds, like eating a bud of garlic. I think it it takes a little of it off. It kind of cuts that hop, hop bitterness. It makes it palatable. Yeah, so it says what? Unfiltered India Pale Ale. Oh, yeah, that's Very good. Very cool can. This is, re- this is really good. It, I, the lactose makes all the difference. What a, what a great decision yeah. by the brewers to add that in there. Yeah. It just smooths it all out, right? You exactly. know what I mean? Because again, I think you feel like you've got this heavily, heavily hopped beer, but at the, then yeah, you could almost chew on it without it. Yeah. And what is it? What does it say? It's got yeah, it's got one, two, three. There's four hops: cashmere, mosaic, simcoe, amarillo, and el dorado. But it, I think that lactose just kind of kind of softens it a little bit. It says it's unfiltered, but uh, it's not like not like a hazy. I don't know. I'm drinking out of a can, so I can't see it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm telling John Hole. It's because I like my Numenum. I drink from the Numenum, guys. <laughs> the Numenum can. It is safer. It is much safer it than is the Numenum can. Significantly. I think that's what I've heard. Right. Well, thank you for getting picking up the house yeah, show it's for us. Very good. Yeah, yeah great job, Tom. I give that a four. But I'm marking this as a four. If it didn't have that lactose in there, I think it's dropping down to a three seven five for me. But that 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 makes it a beer I would order. I think I might bet a 4.25. Yeah, you do like the hoppier stuff a little more than me. Anybody else in the four range? I was going to say 4.25. I'm at 3.75, guys, because, again, oh, I'm not don't do the it. mass don't hop do guy. It. But if you need it so that Will can finally get off his <laughs> no. school, that guy has been oh, no. so no. lazy lately. Yeah, I, will oh, four, two, five. I will upgrade it. 4.25. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, got a majority I know rule. I'm, I'm going to say this. To balance it out, I know that Jeff probably went like three seven five on the Mexican lager, 
and I went above on the four on the Mexican lager, so we can we <laughs> balance right. each other out on the second beer. Right. I think oh. Will knows what he signed up for. He, he he's got to yeah. wait. All right. All right. He's waiting there for the are big nights mother. where he just doesn't mother. get up off his stool, but there aren't that many nights like that. That's true. It doesn't happen. No. We have shown tremendous patience. We try not to be political on the show. You probably have noticed it's not that we're not political, but that's we figured that's not what our show is about. Our show is about drinking great beer and telling stories. And the news has been ripe for this episode for weeks, if not years. Uh, but we we've held off. But it's time to bring it back. It's what the kids call L-U-F, but you know it as Lighten Up, Francis. <laughs> do we need to explain that one to Sean? I think we do. <laughs> Almost certainly. I think we do, yeah. Okay, so so for people who haven't heard this before, and Sean, Lighten Up, Francis, if you guys haven't seen it, check out the movie Stripes, another comedic genius there. Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, all those guys. It's a great movie. But uh, the drill sergeant there, his thing on when everybody's kind of going, he just says lighten up Francis, which we just heard him. So this is just one of those things where we see people maybe taking things a little too serious or taking themselves too serious. It's like, come on, give us a break and lighten up Francis. So I'm going to start off. I don't know if we have multiples. I know I have one. And and I, we've, I've been looking for one of these for a while. And like I said, you look through the news right now and it's so serious and so many things. And, and again, without, you know, taking certain things where you can go lighten up Francis and making it political or whatever else. I finally just decided after this week, I saw this one story and, and I decided I'm going to give a lighten up Francis to, to 2020, the entire year, 2020. Um, <laughs> because I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I'm yeah. sick of it. Okay. I'm exhausted. 2020. Yeah. It, 2020 has been probably one of the craziest years that I know that I've ever lived in. And I've lived in a few years now. Yeah. And uh, we're not even halfway yeah. done yet. That's the crazy part that's, about it. We're not. That's we're, not we're, true. We're that's not, even, not true. We're not even halfway done. And and so how many months in a year are there? This year, there's going to be five. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, because I think we're going to shut this thing down yeah. soon. But yeah, <laughs> 2020 sucks because except, except I, for I, started the looking, I started looking. If you ever want to see them, just look at something like uh, worst events of 2020. And it's it's depressing. We, we had the wildfires in Australia. OK. Then there were like the mass locusts in Africa and all that kind of stuff. We've had an impeachment trial. Uh, Kobe Bryant dies. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Uh, and then to top it all off, we come back COVID-19, which has just decimated yeah. everything, all year. the ramifications of this virus, why we're sitting here right now. We have no and, and again, with no end in sight to that. And then now to top it all off. As if they haven't given us enough crap, we have to deal with murder hornets. Yeah. Right. Murder horns. Think about yes. that. You have to come up with a name for this thing. You look at this thing and you go, let me think about what I'm going to name this thing. Oh, I'm going to call it a murder hornet. <laughs> I mean, what does that thing do? I mean, that is the worst thing ever. And they're coming. They've already here. Yeah. They're already actually already here. Yeah. So no, I don't know about you now. guys. I saw that. I'm terrified right now of murder hornets because apparently they just they rip the heads off of bees. They're like cannibals. They eat things. And so they can carry. They're big enough to carry a small child. Exactly. And, and not only. <laughs> That's true. Not only do I have to worry about going outside right. for COVID now, but I got to be watching like my head on a swivel. Like, where's the murder hornet murder coming from? Because they're coming for us, guys. And they're lightning fast. It's not going to help you to see yeah. them coming. Yeah. No, I know. Well, you can't jump can, in the water because the bull shark's waiting. The bull sharks are sitting there as well. So, like <laughs> I said, 2020, I don't know what the rest of the year has in store for us, but yeah. come on, 2020. Can we push fast forward and just, just fast forward to 21? 
Yeah, 2021. Well, it can't be worse. That's all I'm going to say. 2021 is going to be my favorite year. Whoa, after this whoa, one. whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say, do that to the fates. Tempting fate. Don't say that to the no, fates. That it fate. can't don't be worse. Don't jinx it. Ever, don't yeah. jinx it. 2021, not I love raining. you. And, yeah, at least it's not raining. Exactly. And then it starts pouring hey, out as well. You know what, guys? Mm. We're drinking cold beer. We're good. Yeah, we are. But We could be in Mexico with no beer. That's true terrifying thought but murder hornets don't know boundaries boundaries or borders and as long as we have to worry about murder hornets i'm worried right now i'm just gonna tell you i used to worry i used to wake up at night thinking about bull sharks <laughs> now i'm thinking about murder hornets yeah there's a, there's a youtube video of a, one of those hornets like just attacking and killing a mouse yeah that's oh, yeah. crazy so don't need to know a that moose. don't need to see it a moose a moose a moose yes they're, they're really they can big take down <laughs> they can take down a medium-sized moose in in, in yeah a group. i've heard that a medium size. <laughs> Yeah, in a group. If it's a like a normal size moose, I hear it's a pretty fair fight, right? But a small moose, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you bet on the murder hornet every time. And, and if we have to have murder hornets, if that's just a thing we have to have, not now, not 2020. Yeah, yeah. Ba- yeah. Back it up. Wait your turn. At least wait till uh, July. Hey, remember when we were kids and the African bees were coming? Yeah, I remember oh, when yeah. the African yeah. bees were coming. Yeah, yeah, they were coming. They were coming, and and that was yeah. the end of everything. Oh man, yeah. to have those days again. Yeah, just yeah. I only have so to worry good about there. Again. Honey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'm inventing a, a lightsaber, a lightsaber you take out with you. And uh, when the hornets come, you just swing your lightsaber around and zap. That's it's going to be awesome. That's fantastic. Does it so, work in water? I'm just hoping that the murder hornets are immune to uh, aluminum cans because I will be good. As long as I can, the <laughs> aluminum can thing works for murder hornets as well. I'm okay. It should be fine. Yeah. It should be so. fine. But anyways, back to the segment so we can tie this all up for Sean because I'm sure he's waiting on bated breath. Yes. He's so lost. Wait. He is lost. Why does he bait his breath? I don't yeah. know why he does that. I'm not, and we're not going to get into that does right now. Fishing? But here's what I'm going to say. Yes, he does go fishing because <laughs> there's so many fish in the sea now. There's more fish in the sea. So if you have bated breath, it's much better. You can catch more fish. Brother Sean, I'm so sorry. Hey, Sean, we love you. And thanks for listening. And, uh, 2020 lighten up francis <laughs> i don't know sean well i have met sean and what i do know about sean is he has an excellent sense of humor <laughs> yes he does that's true i know very little else about him he's devastatingly handsome and he's got a great sense of humor those are the two things i know about him. <laughs> that's right <laughs> and i think he appreciates all the shout outs we give him all the time so yeah i mean hey he's got that going for him yeah this is true gives him some street cred <laughs> as the kids are saying these days <laughs> yeah yeah right you know the more i drink of this house show i'm really in- yeah i'm really enjoying this house shore the, the more i have of it so i've actually i'm, I'm up to like a 4-0 right now oh okay hey hey do you hear wow. that oh Dylan, wow. he needed that just a happened. few sips that it was just frantic. happened it had to, I think it had I to warm up to let it warm up a little bit yeah I yeah, to let it warm yeah. Up a little bit. so so yeah, well your dreams came true What's it hitting your lips? It's so good. thanks will what have you saved for us, Tom? What have you saved to the end? The mother of all beers. Oh, my. We saved the mother of all beers, the 10th anniversary, big mother. Hey, I just saw today these are completely sold out. No one can get them. So if we took these to Mexico, imagine what we Ooh. could sell them for. Oh, my gosh. You talk about. It makes me not want to open it. But I just opened mine. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, me too. Late. Grande Madre. That's right. Big Mother. Triple IPA. I've had Big Mother several times on their releases. 
Guess I'm not going to run a marathon tonight after drinking all this beer. Not tonight. Was it uh, in the plans? <laughs> was that something that was what? in the plans, Doc? I was just yeah. going to say. Well, you know, it was, it, was a, you know, it was an option. That was your Monday schedule? What? <laughs> we were doing the I Like Beer Marathon. You guys remember that? Yeah, 26 beers. That's what I thought it was, guys. <laughs> did I not get the right message? You did, yeah. <laughs> Well, we did the half marathon on Saturday to prep for it, right? That's right. We did. <laughs> it's a training. It's a training regimen that we have. I had actually sent the talent a possible LUF, a, a beer drinker up in Seattle, Washington, who's preparing to run a hundred miles uh, to raise money for uh, various causes going uh, connected to the not only the brewery scene but. Uh, COVID, you know, first responders, et cetera. So Evan Williams, ultra trail running dude, is going to run a hundred miles. And I thought that was an excellent lighten up Francis, but yes, it's not so crazy now that I know the doctor goes for a marathon after drinking these big boy beers with us. No, no, I don't do it, but it's just, it was on the list. I crossed it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, but then the Hornets. Yes. It's not safe right now to run anywhere because of the murder hornets. They're right. waiting, guys. So just scratch that off. I'm scratching that off my list forever right now. <laughs> I'm st- I'm never going to run again right now. I'm just telling you right now. I haven't run in probably 15 years, but I'm not running anymore again because running is just silly. Yeah. What else I'm scratched off my list is this freaking beer. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Did we finally Whoa. find one that the doctor? Where The last one was smooth. This was polar opposite. If you took three sips of this. You will have no doubt that it's a triple IPA. Yeah. And you would not be surprised at all to know that it's 10.5% uh, ABV because it is the big, it is appropriately named. It did give you warning, Big Mother. It's a Big Mother. Yeah. And it takes a little work. Big Mother's what? No, it's, I think for people that really like a hoppy beer, this is an, uh, this is a great beer for them. I don't know that it's in my wheelhouse. You've got to be patient with it because it does have some, yeah, blueberry notes. It's a and sipping some rose beer, Todd. Awesome that'll too. come out. It's a, it's yeah. a, well, I mean, yeah. I, I like pale ales. I like double. I like this one. I don't know. It's not doing it for me. This reminds me of half the beers we tasted at Russian River. You're right. It actually is mm-hmm. like a lot of the beers at Russian River, <laughs> right? <laughs> actually, yeah. perfect. Yeah. We had a 25 taster set. They do their taster sets, 25 beers, and and half of them, which of course ruins your palate. But now that I've learned from uh, Mike Lopez and Joel to to let a to sip a beer, yeah, I, I can enjoy okay. this one more than I could have before. Yeah, because Actually, I, I, you got to let it. it you got to get the notes. Yeah, the notes are in there. Todd likes but, to but take you his can and you drink half of it the him. first time. You can't yeah. do that with this uh, one. Uh, yeah. No, not you shouldn't with this shotgun one. these, you can't, Todd. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't chug the first uh, one. Yeah, don't say okay. that. He will. Baby steps. <laughs> he can and he he may, but he doesn't need to. He will. He could also. He could also put on his. I think you're going to find that if you sit on this one, because I've had this beer several times, I usually go get a, they used to sell it in the 22 ounce bottles, which is too much of right. it. I'm glad they, they moved it into the 16 ounce can. I always found that if I could just pour myself a little bit of it and just, usually I'd split it with my brother-in-law, Jeff at large. And if we kind of just sipped our way through it, sip it, we, we quite enjoyed it. But if we tried to drink it like the 394s and the, and the pale ales we were drinking before we were doomed and, uh, we, we learned that one a, a couple different times. I'm not going to say that we're fast learners. 
I'm not going to claim that. No one would believe it. But we did learn it <laughs> over many trials. I don't mind calling them out because my favorite beer is a Mother Earth beer. But this is definitely not my favorite beer. So yeah. it's all right. Yeah, that that's absolutely okay. It's okay. It's good. To know, yeah. It's good to know your boundaries. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So let me ask you a question because you are actually, I believe you are on record that if this beer was cold and free, you still wouldn't drink it. You know, I'm drinking it. It is. It, it okay. Is, it, oh, no, is. it is cold and it's free. Tom. Yeah. Tom delivered yeah. it to me, and I put it in my freezer, and it's very cold and it's free, and I'm drinking it. That, okay. That doesn't mean I'm giving it a high mark. I like it. And I like the mason jar. I like the fact that you're drinking yeah. the mason jar. I think that shows class. Well, you know what? Because I know that's yeah. mine. All my kids are on the house. Fuck them. Oops. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, no, it's okay. When it's, it's, it's out of the yeah, no, 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 I know it's mine. I don't know who's picking out point. of my shit. You know? It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. But you know, if you drink out of the no. aluminum can like I do, yeah, it, it no murder hornets. Yeah. There's no murder no, hornets. No murder hornets. Yeah. yeah, if I could find the opening, hold on, there it is. <laughs> hey, you know, it'd be great for Instagram if you guys could get a murder hornet to land on your aluminum can. Oh, you snap right. a picture of that for me. I'm on I'm, it. I'm staying I'm inside, but if you could get yeah. that, yeah, doctor's on it. <laughs> he's our he's our resident marine biologist. This is some, sounds like yeah. right within his wheelhouse. Yeah, it's in the yeah. margins of marine biology. Send out one of your kids there that obviously you care so much about and have them grab them. You want your allowance? Go murder me a hornet. Yeah. With a full glass of triple IPA, I've never been more ready to play. Doc, it's showtime. Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer, the hoppiest game show in podcast land. I'm your host, Dr. Todd. Before we get started, we've been talking a lot about the conch or the conch. I thought I'd give you a little conch. Now, I haven't warmed up. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. Here we go. Great listening audience. I'm playing a conch, which is a mollusk that you can eat if you are so inclined. You can have conch fritters, conch salad, conch sandwich, but I'm playing the conch. Here we go. How'd that come across? Well done. That was really nice. That was nice. Pretty good. That sounds good. like your bidet keeps you squeaky clean. Uh, here's how this game show works. I'm going to give you four beer names. Three are real beers, and one is not real. This one I thought of, the non-real beer, I thought of while I was taking my, in between my Clorox shots this morning. Or no, shots, as in like, not injections, <laughs> but just shooters. Yeah. Shots. Yeah. Okay. Shooters. Like, that know, makes more yeah. sense. Like the little laundry, like when you pour laundry detergent, that, that's the. Okay, yeah. let's see, audience. Here we go. Four beers. You find the one that's not a beer. Here we go. Beer number one. Slap my ass and call me Sally, which is a double IPA <laughs> as opposed to the triple that we're drinking right now. That's beer number one. Slap my ass and call me Sally. Beer number two, a summer beer called Idle Days, a Pilsner. Beer number three, Punk in Drublick. Right? Punk in <laughs> Drublick. That's beer number three. And beer number four, 
What the huck? There we go. Those are the four beers. We had Stop Mass and Call Me Sally. Beer number two, Idle Days. Beer number three, Pumpkin Drublick. And beer number four, What the Huck? All right. Do we have beer types for number three and four? Yeah, you want them? Okay. No, I don't need them, but I just was asking if we had them. <laughs> yeah, you know, Pumpkin Drublick's an ale. What the Huck is a, uh, you know, it's uh what the, yeah, it's a freaking cold beer there you go i don't know what the- <laughs> oh we broke, we broke the- all right it's your favorite card all right here we go listening audience sean out there which one was not a beer number one slot mass common assembly number two idle days pilsner number three pumpkin drublick and beer number four what the huck producer joe i uh, i think the answer has been revealed but i'll go with uh Pumpkin Drublick, just because I like it. <laughs> Pumpkin Drublick. <laughs> All right, Tom. I'm going to go WTH. What the huck? All right. Uh, influencer Jeff. I do want to say you got me in trouble last episode. I received several social media complaints. that, And funny that I was the one in trouble, not you, for your one of your beers was... Trump sucks ass, which was a real beer. <laughs> and I was, was a real beer. And they said I I said it like three times. I said what Trump sucks ass. And they said I was playing that up a little bit. <laughs> like I would like I was berating the president or something. I was trying to figure out it's a oh, game it's and right. it was you a real beer. Non-political non- so, podcast. We, so there's yeah, there's no way I'm saying Trump sucks ass just yeah. to be political. We're strictly a beer podcast. Trump sucks ass was the name of the beer. Yeah, it's just the name of the beer. We're strictly a beer name podcast. And I absolutely love this name, but I'm going with Punk and Drublick. Punk and Drublick. Ooh. Office to Honester. I was Punk and Drublick. All right. Talent. Well, I'm just going to put it this way. I, I feel like Punk and Drublick is probably like a pumpkin ale because that would be really good if it was. Oh, what a great um, name for a And that's what I'm ale. hoping. Yeah, I know. Isn't that a great name for a, pump, a pumpkin ale? Um, I just really want to have a beer called Slap My Ass and Call Me Sally. <laughs> so I'm going to say that that is a beer. And if not, I'm going to make one and I'd call like it I'd like to have it with you. Yeah. So I am going to go with What the Huck. Since it's just a cold beer and we don't know what type of beer it is, I, I'm going to go. But it probably is a real beer. So that's what I'm going I with. I want it to be a Huckleberry Sour. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But before I reveal the true non-beer, let me know more conch. Yeah. For those of you at home, you can't see, but I'm holding up my oh, nice yeah, conch. Yeah, yeah. Play a conch. That's not your conch. Play a little more conch. No, I'm not in time. I've had tuned it. It's out of tune. Sorry. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Work on that. Here we go. (laughs) Are we ready? Yes. What the Huck is by Fernie Brewing. It's it's in Colorado, and it's got Huckleberry in it. Yeah. There you go. go. Uh, Good play. Good play. Yeah. And now. Pumpkin Drublick. You're right, Talent. It is a oh. pumpkin beer by our local Coronado Brewing. Ah. Brewing. There oh. we go. It is. It's pumpkin, like pumpkin. Pumpkin Drublick. Yeah, there you go. Now, none of you chose Idle Days because that really is a beer. It's a Pilsner by Omegang Brewing in Cooperstown, New York. And the beer I thought of while taking shots of Clorox this morning was slip, slap my ass and call me Sally. Well done. There I have a question. Uh, I have one question, though. Why Sally? Oh. You know? 
I, I don't know. It's a Southern thing, it, you know? Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, I just that's a great question. That's a great yeah, name. I, 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 let me just put out, I just can't wait to be with you all again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And make, make doctors a dream come true. And you can slap my ass and call me anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to call you Sally. I think that. I think that's Todd's first full stump of the team. Yeah, he stumped the entire team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good job, yeah. Well done. Double high Big, fives. Uh, double high fives. Give us your conch, Todd. Give us your conch. What conch? How's that beer, Todd? Is it grown on you yet? You know, it's getting better. Yeah, it is. It, I, it really is. It is, actually. It, it does. And, and But I got to say, big mother, big taste, Big ABV. Yeah. Good stuff. Good beer. Get you in a lot of trouble real fast with your mother. Right. Yeah. And 16 ounces of this, I am not running my marathon tonight. Yeah. That's okay. I, I like it better than House Show now that it's it's warmed up a little bit. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I really do. Yeah. There, there's a lot of flavor dancing around in there. I'm a little surprised by that, to be honest. Um, but yeah. I just tried them because I have two taster glasses out. I just tried them side by side and, and I prefer it. But it's been a slow evolution. I'm learning to sip. Hey, Doc, you want to button up the show? This has been another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. Join us next week when you can slap my ass and call me Sally. <laughs> That's the winner. <laughs> oh, thank you, Doc. Yeah, thanks, Doc. That was fun. <laughs> I'm on a losing streak. I haven't got one like in yeah, three, three or four episodes every week. I gotta, yeah. I gotta step my game up next time. He's getting better and better because now he put an ass beer in there that was the, you know, he he had me figured out. Yeah, he's playing his game. He played me like a chump. Yeah. Good job, Doc. And talent, we do need you to focus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will. <laughs> Yeah, if you could, that'd be great. Heavy training tomorrow. I'm starting tomorrow. Heavy training. Thank you, listeners, for taking a few minutes out of your day to join us for a beer or two, or three in this case, and a few stories. Keep supporting your local breweries. They need our help. Be nice, tip big, stay safe and healthy. We'd love to keep drinking and chatting, but right now, little Richard, we got to run. Go!